Smoking Guns Podcast. What? Are you kidding me? Already in November? Smoking wow, Guns? That's right. We're, We're talking football in November? Well, you're supposed to talk football in November. Football is here. But football's <laughs> here football? in a big way. High school football playoffs start this week. NFL football is going strong for most teams that aren't in Denver. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, taking shots already. <laughs> and uh, the NAL is kicking off uh, their free agency. Already some big news in that. But you know what? We're going to talk about all of those things later. We're going to talk about all those things on a different show. Because that's not today's show. Not even the NAL. We're not even talking about the NAL today. Wow. We, we, got big news. we are talking about the new XFL team in San Antonio. And we've got a huge guest. Huge. What? Huge Gigantic. guest. Coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, we're yeah. going to sit down and talk with a huge guest. We've already teased it, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. You're going to have to hang out uh, and stick with us. Uh, on Halloween day, Halloween morning, Monday morning, the 31st, we all woke up. Um, what the new... Uh, uh, sorry. What the new logo and name for San Antonio was going to be. Now, we already kind of knew the name, right? Yeah, well, kind of got spoiled. Wasn't it a couple of months ago? There was a lot of, of curious folks. A lot of folks throwing around ideas like, it should be the San Antonio Defenders. There nope. were already Defenders. What are you That's already taken. We should taken. keep the Commanders. Taken. No, no that's the NFL. That's the NFL now. That that belongs to Washington for better or worse. But uh about a month ago, I guess, we started to hear that there was a good chance that the Brahmas would be the name for San Antonio. And immediately uh, Hated it. San Antonio folks started <laughs> griping. What is this? Like, can we not have nice things? Can, can we not have nice things? You guys immediately look the same thing happened with the commanders. I remember pretty specifically that when the San Antonio commanders came out, people were like, what is that? What is that? Like, I like the logo and I like the colors, but what is commander? That's dumb. And yeah. I heard exactly the same thing about Brahma's. Um, what did you guys think when you heard Brahma's? I hated it at first. I really did. I did thought, you? oh my God, what is this? First of all, right? I knew people were going to ask, what's a Brahma? What's a Brahma? How do you say it? It's a Brahams. You know, that was the first thing. Um, but it quickly, very quickly grew on me. Um, and then our good friend of the podcast, Gary Dome Dog, said, you need to start the Brahma Mamas. And right there, it was like sparks. I loved it. The Brahma Mamas. Mm -hmm. No more the command hers. No, uh, the command hers, right? Right. But Brahma Mamas is even better. Even better. And it even ties into uh, my segment from Mom to Mom. Right. Leo, what were your thoughts on Brahmas when you heard it before any of this even got released? When it was just a rumor. What were your thoughts on Brahmas? Yeah, I won't go as strong as to say I hated it, but... I was disappointed in the, the name selection. I didn't think it was indicative 
or representative of the culture here in San Antonio. It's not something I thought people in you know South Texas and San Antonio would relate to uh, right away. You think Brahmas, you think San Antonio. Um, that just I don't I didn't make that connection in my head. Now, granted, I think it's something one of those things that you know will grow on you and you'll learn to to love and as you support it. Um, and it's already kind of started doing that, you know, without even getting to the preseason yet. Um, and I see people out there saying, you know, I love the name. And I, I think it's, it's, it's once we get kind of get used to it, it'll just become part of the culture. I will never buy that the Brahma name, the Brahma brand or the, the animal itself. We all know by not by this time, most people know Brahma is a bull, um, I don't think that that is something that you think about when you think about San Antonio. I, I'm, I'm not going to buy it. I never will. Um, but it will be one day something you think about when you think about San Antonio because of this uh, professional football franchise. So what do you think about San Antonio? That's really the newest name out of all the different uh, teams and that the rock used to have a tattoo and he did used to go by Brahma bull. Do you think there's a connection there? Obviously I think there is, but I don't know. Absolutely. Look, you buy a, you buy a football league and you were a former (laughs) football player and you name one of the teams after your old nickname when you played football. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, The good thing we weren't the San Antonio Piedras. That's true. Yeah. Could have been worse. Or rocks, like we rocks. could have been the yeah, San Antonio that, rocks, you know. That's Spanish, that's Spanish for rocks, <laughs> for those of you that don't know. Um, so remember uh, that the the uh, cattle drives of the Old West, whether you want to uh, buy into the mythology behind that or not, the mythology is that they started in San Antonio and ran up to Wyoming. Now, you could have a lot of conversation about historically, is that accurate? But that is the mythology of, of the cattle drives and the cow, true cowboys um, running cattle from starting in San Antonio and running them up to Wyoming. The Spurs uh, is a, a uh, nod that direction because it was something that cowboys... Um, used as a cowboy specifically and only use spurs. Uh, nobody else walks around with spurs on. Have you ever seen anybody walking around with spurs on that didn't look like a total doofus? No comment. Okay. No comment. Uh, so uh, the spurs is, is an allusion to that uh, mythology of the old West and the cattle drives. Brahma bulls to me or, or Brahmas is just another step down that same road. It is not the military road or the, um, the, the, you know, the way that we were hoping for. Commanders was always kind of a nod to the military side of things. And I think that's right. a great way for San Antonio to brand itself, Military City USA. Um, but I, I see where this is coming from. And certainly um, with The Rock, uh, I mean, it's his toy. He gets to put his name on it if he wants to, and that's that's where he went. Now, RC is yeah, sure. right. When you look around the league, it is the only new property, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the Vipers, but they're in Vegas. You've got the um, the Battlehawks remained. 
The Guardians moved down to Orlando. The only new property in XFL 3.0 is the Brahmas. Well, you got the Sea Dragons, which is kind of a modified property. It's still the same thing, though. Before. It's still yeah. Dragon. Um, they, they went through and redesigned all of the logos, though. None yes. of the logos are actually just ripped off from 2.0, from XFL, XFL 2.0. All of the logos have been uh, simplified. They weren't even refined. They were really just simplified. If you look at even the one that changed the least, which was the St. Louis Battlehawks, um, changed theirs slightly, but it really just simplified it in some term, in some way. And that's really smart on the marketing side of things, because when you're going to embroidery something onto T-shirts and hats and all of that kind of thing, simple is better. Sure. Um, the the only one I think that they really missed on is the Arlington Renegades. Um, I get it. It's got the A and the R in the logo. Um, but the, the cowboy with the dark red eyes... Um, I just liked that better. And the Arlington Renegade logo to me looks very generic. But we're not talking about Arlington. We're not talking about Houston, who got a redesign on their logo, or even St. Louis. Um, what did you think about the lightning-filled cow skull logo that we got when uh, the... I, I, is that, isn't that what it is? I, I mean... Uh, yeah, that's how it's explained. I see lightning bolts. I see a cow skull. I see a bee buried in there that I wish they would define a little better. It's there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch it right away. It, it took took a little. I saw a guy on a YouTube today glance. talking about the Brahmas, and he said they did like football stitching in the head, and I'm like, that's not what that is, dude. That's not what that is. That's a <laughs> no. that's a bee. Um, I wish they defined that a little more. But what do you think of the logo? We already knew the color scheme, which, by the way, I, I need to ask we you guys if you it. see what I see. Everybody is saying it's black and yellow. It's not. It is yellow and a very dark gray. It dark is not gray. black. Really? Right? I see black. So no, I, it's it's like a dark charcoal. Okay. Um, yeah, but you can barely see it over a black background because it is so dark. I actually did some work today graphically uh, getting ready for our interview today that we're going to put out video of. And at first I did black nameplates for all of our uh, little video windows and I set it up against the uh, Brahma bull skull and it didn't, it didn't work. Like it didn't mm. look good. I had to go in and, and find that dark charcoal kind of gray, but it's not black and yellow. Um, it is it is a charcoal gray and yellow. But what did you think of the new logo, the only new logo, the only truly new logo in the XFL 3.0? Leo? Uh, well, I mean, because they're implementing that, those electric, you know, electricity bolts, um, <laughs> it, it makes it look an awful lot like a tribal design which is which is very passe very 90s and very uh not what you're used to seeing when you're think when you're thinking of a professional sports brand um so i was disappointed in it at first especially when i saw it on the black background um but on a lighter background with that 
dark charcoal gray kind of showing more prominently it kind of pulls those thunderbolts and the lightning together to make the design and it makes more sense uh, but you really need that lighter background on it to see it that way and not kind of focus on it's kind of like a tribal tattoo type of design which i'm just not used to seeing that as a as a professional sports logo so i was a little disappointed in that at first but again something that i was like well you know it's it's not the most important thing what's important is you know professional football in san antonio and getting together and tailgating and enjoying the experience at the alamo dome and showing off uh what san antonio has to offer as far as you know supporting professional football um, but again, it's one of those things that's going to grow on me and, and already has a little bit. I really like the alternate logo that ESPN had yes. on their website, but I haven't seen it anywhere else. Since. The, mm, the B Only with the curled ESPN. horn on the back yes. of the top of the B. Yeah. Now I, that like that I would sport on a hat any day. That was cool. I really like that one. Now, uh, RC, what did you think about the logo? When you saw it, um, I at first I didn't get the whole lightning bolt thing. I didn't make a sense to me. Um, it looked more like a, a skull of a bull than a bull. Now, when they I've seen graphics where it looks like some smoke is coming out of the nostrils. Yes. Now that I like. That kind of shows like I'm ready to go charge. Uh, it's okay. It's growing on me, but I agree with Leo. I like it better on the lighter background. Um. It just looks unfinished, if that makes sense. Like they're missing something. Yeah, I would like them to just define that B a little more. And I'm yeah. going to lead that into what I think of this logo because I hate to admit this. I really do. But some of my favorite NFL uh, uniform and helmet designs are the ones that have logos uh, that take up the side of it, but... So the two that I come to mind immediately are the Vikings and the Eagles and the way the wings or the horns uh, are. I just love the way they use that. And, and I really think that there is an opportunity here for those lightning bolt horns to become yeah. the same kind of thing on the helmet. If they do that, and if they can incorporate that B right in the center over the eyeballs, over the eyes, of a player and then have those lightning bolt horns coming off of either side, man, I'll be a right huge the, fan. Right I'll the Rams have mask. that too, don't they? Yeah, the Rams, yes. you're right. Have the Ram yeah. horn. So like the B like on the top over the face mask and the horns coming out of it going around yes. the side of the helmet. That yes. would be pretty cool. And we have no idea what to expect on the uniforms yet. That hasn't been revealed. So no. who knows? Hopefully, I mean, it's probably too late for, for this idea if it's not something they're already working on, but I'd like that idea. Yeah, that's actually cool. Hopefully someone from the XFL is listening. Um, maybe a little bit later, somebody will be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not that I think we're going to be able to give them uniform advice or anything like that. No, <laughs> at this point, no. But if they utilize it, and when I first saw it, that was my first thought is, wow, if you could make the bull horns, the Brahma horns into the helmet design, you've got a big win from me because I do as much as I hate the Philadelphia Eagles and I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I have always kind of secretly loved their uniforms. I love yeah. the, the wings. Uh, the rice owls do that too, or at least did that at one time. 
Um, the Rams, which was the first logo ever on a helmet, was the Ram horn. I don't know if you knew that or not. Did not know that. Um, I like that sort of playing with the logo in that way. And so if, if that can be something that our team gets to do with their, their logo, man, I'm all in. Uh, did the Battle Hawks do that with the wings as well? I think I think you might be right that they did. So I mean, there's. Let's see. I'm I'm gonna pull up something here. Now that I think of it, they I, may have done I that. I think I think they I think they did. So there's a precedence there where they could you know work that same concept of design in uh, for the Brahmas. But no, you're right. With the Battle Hawks, it had like the the blade of the sword coming out yeah. on the front of the helmet where the where the, the top of the face mask is, and then the wings. Yeah. going back around the helmet that's exactly what they did so yeah um might might have something there the they can kind of build on that design aside from uh logos aside from names um i think the xfl has done the right thing with one possible exception uh when it comes down to uh teams and team placements um, I think we finally have a league that has looked at two previous spring leagues. I do not count the USFL because they did not play in the cities that they were from. Have you seen that they're moving a team? They're moving the Tampa Bay Bandits to Memphis to become the showboats. Does anybody in Tampa Bay care? They never saw a Bandits game. Why what are, you care? What are they basing that on? Like, oh, the attendance was really bad for the Tampa Bay Bandits. <laughs> we need to move that team to Memphis. That's like what saying is I, really, that? I really miss the girlfriend that I never met. Right. right? I, re- I really <laughs> miss that girlfriend that I wrote letters to, my pen pal girlfriend from sixth grade. I'm going to divorce my wife and go to my pen pal girlfriend. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand uh, why. Now, the Memphis Showboats is a great deal. Like, I, I love that original XFL t- or, uh, USFL team. I think that's very cool. Um, I just don't understand what the decision was of, oh, Tampa Bay is really not working out for us. Unless they were having trouble with a venue. Unless they're moving toward that a venue to model. The, the issue. And I they had trouble with, even, with the venue. Yeah, even with, um, I think Las Vegas hasn't even finalized a contract where they're playing. And then there was an issue with the New York team, the Defenders. Yes. What was it? The oh, Guardians. The oh, Guardians, Guardians. Yeah, the yeah. Guardians have moved down to Orlando. I think that's a great call. The Apollos did great in Orlando. They did. Um, they have moved Tampa Bay out of Tampa Bay, the Vipers, and they moved those all the way across country to Vegas. I would have gone a little further and would have taken the Vipers to San Diego. Mm. Um, yep. Do you realize that if you're drawing those lines and those comparisons, have you figured out which franchise we actually got? No, no. The San Antonio Brahmas in that sort of thinking uh-huh. was originally the LA Wildcats. The Wildcats. That's the only one that's okay, missing. That's right. Yeah. They had the team in LA. And so the Wildcats have become the Brahmas if you want to look at it that way. If if that's the lines you want to draw. I would have liked to have a team in uh San Diego so like the fleet we can we can rival with them. But I yeah. guess now a rival is the St. Louis. I don't know. We've got two Texas teams here. We got two other teams right here in Texas. That's true. We don't even have to go that far. So there's there's people that have been trying to start something there between the Battle Hawks and and 
the San Antonio franchise before we knew the Brahmas, they were even trying to, to start up a rivalry, get something started. And the thinking there was people are guessing those are going to be the two cities with the most attendance, with the most, uh, you know, fan appeal. Um, and the, the Battle Hawks obviously have a very strong fan base. So it was people are looking forward to San Antonio and that's a compliment to San Antonio really thinking that sure. right off the bat that they're going to have what it takes to kind of start a rivalry with the Battle Hawks. Um, so that's, that's the thinking there and I don't mind it. Um, but yeah, a, a rivalry with a team kind of over in St. Louis, uh, the, 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 the distance kind of makes that hard. The, the thing that made it easy with the uh, San Diego fleet was it was kind of Air Force versus Navy. And so that's where that kind of r rose out of. But this is just a simple, our fan base is better than yours. And some <laughs> right. people from San Antonio were saying, well, we're going to we're going to show you guys because uh, you don't know what's going to hit you even in year one. Money. Which, where, uh, I but, like that. So sure. But money where your mouth is, San Antonio. Well, yeah. Got to buy the right. tickets like buy tickets. You got to support this tomorrow, thing or coming up on Thursday. Well, today, when you're when people are listening to this, mm -hmm. it will be the day that tickets are going on sale for the people that put deposits down. Yep. Now, people that didn't put deposits down, it's not until November 17th, I believe, if right. I have that date correct in my head. Uh, but yeah, very soon, either way, it's uh, it's time to to put up or, or shut up. Did you say the 14th? 17th. Oh, because the 14th is my birthday. I thought you said the 14th. Yeah. Happy birthday to you, RC. I hope I don't have to pay for that. I just sang that. Um, uh oh. <laughs> so, uh, uh, another connection, by the way, we've talked a little bit about San Diego and our old friends, uh, our old friends, frenemies from the fleet. Um, you realize that we have their color scheme? We stole it? Yes, we do. <laughs> they have the fleet's color scheme. The it's, uniforms may look very similar. We will see. It's that great, and which is fine because I really oh, don't mind it. Another one of those things where I couldn't say it out loud, but I really kind of liked the color scheme for the fleet. Like I liked their whole their whole setup for the fleet. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was. I all right. see a recurring theme here. Mm -hmm. I really like the Eagles uniforms. I really like the fleet uniforms. I really like the Battlehawks uniforms. So, I didn't say uh, I like the Battlehawk uniforms, uh, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I see a theme here. Well, let's uh, let's stop here. Let's take a break. Let's reset, because when we come back, we're going to have a gigantic guest. How big? Like Super Bowl MVP big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's big. That's big. Dancing with the stars, big. Uh, dancing with the, yeah, right up there. I'm sure those trophies are right next to each other. <laughs> Super Bowl MVP, dancing with the stars. Yes, on right the same next shelf. to each other same on the shelf. same shelf. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> certain. Uh, but he is the second Super Bowl MVP to win Dancing with the Stars, not the first, yes. because Emmett Smith did it first. Yes, just and he did it well. Uh, we will be right back with a special guest here on the Smoke and Guns podcast as we talk about the XFL in San Antonio. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philip Higginbotham, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods, hanging out and talking football with a Super Bowl MVP, uh, a, a legend, uh, a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame, if we're honest. And uh, above all of that, beyond all of that, he's also a Dancing with the Stars champion. Like, yes, he is. he's got it all. 
<laughs> but the most important thing for us is he is the new head coach of the new San Antonio Brahmas of the XFL. Uh, coach Heinz Ward, thanks so much for joining us for a few minutes. Uh, we we couldn't be more excited to talk with you. Honor um, and blessed. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, I'm excited to be on. Uh, uh, happy to be on. Proud to you know uh, have the support of, of of San Antonio, the fans, and everybody. Uh, looking forward to it. Let's get started. All right, Leo, you got a question for? Him? Yeah, just to get started off. So, uh, you know, you were back here in San Antonio back in the days when we had the uh, the other league coming over here, the Alliance. Um, and it was basically, we're just wondering from your time here, what you saw, what, how much of that experience affected your decision to be the head coach here in San Antonio? I mean, was that part of the process? Was there a decision where you, you chosen to, were you banging the table and said, I want to be in San Antonio <laughs> because you know, the, something was leaked several months ago about another guy who's a head coach, uh, in the XFL Reggie. Um, yeah, Reggie, Reggie. Barlow. Uh, was saying, hey, I'm leaving my job at, at, the, at the university to, to become head coach of uh, the San Antonio XFL franchise. And of course, when that hits social media, it's going to spread like wildfire here in San Antonio. Um, and, you know, so that was kind of maybe the expectation for a little while. And then we hear Heinz Ward is the coach of, of the San Antonio franchise. And we're like, wow, you know, that's, this is awesome. But yeah, so uh -oh. talk a little bit about that. Uh, the process and you come into San Antonio as a head coach? Yeah. Um, well, I, I can't really, I wasn't there. I don't know about the Reggie Barlow thing. So that's why I'm not always believing everything <laughs> you hear on social media and stuff. But uh, it was presented to me a couple of cities that was uh, presented to me that, you know, I had opportunity to coach. And, and I just remember uh, my time in San Antonio, just walking down the river walk, uh, you know, getting acclimated, walking to the Alamo, uh, getting a little historical uh, background about the city and, and things like that. And of course, you know, the Spurs were, I mean, they, they embody what championship is all about. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I grew up of uh, loving pop and, and, and Duncan and, and David Robinson and those guys, man. And um, you know, just, just being down there, uh, me understanding how big the city is, is, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know San Antonio is probably one of the biggest cities in the country, but it still had a fall, a small town vibe to it. Uh, sure. and that, that, that's what I read. That's what resonated with me because it just reminded me so much of my time in Pittsburgh, mm. uh, you know, where the city, the fans had a connection. They were very passionate about the sports team, very supportive about their sports team. And I understood some of the history going down in San Antonio with some of the other teams trying to start up a league and things like that. So it's almost like, you know, you're teasing the fans of San Antonio of, of having a professional football team there. But uh, I just remember my time being a part of the executive down with the AAF and, and just going out, riding the bus into the stadium and seeing all the tailgaters and fans and, and walking around the stadium I mean, 32,000 fans, you don't realize that 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 30,000 fans in Alamo Dome feels like 60,000 fans. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. true. I mean, that place got extremely loud, man. And I was like, man, they're so passionate about their fans. So when I when I saw that San Antonio was one of the places I wanted to go to, uh, I, I just 
instantly it just brought me back to the the fond memories that I had of my time with the AAF and I wanted to be a part of that. So um, um, I put my name in the hat. Next thing you know, I was the San Antonio head coach. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I, I was extremely happy, man. And, and just, uh, just humble one to get an opportunity to be a head coach, which I know um, for so many guys who played a lot of years, you know, you almost have to, you know, grind it out to kind of even get an opportunity to be a head coach. But uh, all the things uh, that I've learned during my time with with Coach Cowher and Mike Tomlin and and kind of the culture that we had in Pittsburgh, the connection that the city had with the team, all of those things that that I want to bring to San Antonio. I don't want to bring the terrible towel to San Antonio. I just want to bring my knowledge uh, of the game. I tried to assemble a diversity staff, uh, a very diverse staff, um, having some some very experienced guys. I have some former head coaches. I have some former players who won Super Bowls, who knows what it takes to get to the pinnacle. Uh, and, and one who was great teachers of guys, like to be able to teach the game to our, to our young players. So that's how I kind of looked at it and assembled my staff and I felt like once I got uh, the staff together, good character, high character guys, then it was kind of the first step in the process was then trying to create that culture. You know, part of me putting the, the staff together, you know, it's kind of hard because, you know, I don't know the hub is going to be up in Arlington and we're only going to come down here on home games. So in my mind, I was like, well, how can I have a connection with the city of San Antonio while we're in Arlington. So a part of the reason why we met in San Antonio, I wanted our coaches uh, to really walk around after we put some game plans in, uh, start evaluating for the draft. I wanted us to really have that camaraderie out in San Antonio to walk around to, uh, man, every all the fans, they, they recognize me and of course, Dancing with the Stars. I'm probably more popular for Dancing with the Stars than I am football. <laughs> I, I get it everywhere I go. I cannot hide uh, uh, from from the Dancing with the Stars. But uh, just, the, just the amount of support, just walking through the city and how I saw the excitement of fans of uh, having football back in San Antonio was just, was just an awesome feeling. And I wanted our coaches to really sense that, knowing that, you know, it's not just about us and our opportunities to coach, but it's really about the connection with these fans, uh, how passionate they are about their sports team. And, and like I said, I mean, I, I embrace the the pressure to put on a great product. That's, yeah. You know, I, 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 I live for pressure, you know, so um, I'm a super excited, uh, extremely blessed, extremely humbled at the opportunity, but I'm excited to be in San Antonio and to be the head coach of the Brahmas. So on this, uh, you were involved with the AAF. You were director of football operations for the league. So you were involved on that kind of executive level. So you've seen this um, sort of spring football model before. Um, mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we saw that collapse. Um, mm -hmm. And there are folks here in San Antonio that look at the XFL 3.0 and are nervous about getting involved with this because of what happened to them with the commanders. How is this different? What do you see? Um, you're in this unique position where you've been connected to both of these leagues. What do you see that makes this different? I, I, I think for me, the difference is the leadership from, 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 from top. I, you know, I think Dwayne Johnson brings an element that I don't think we had at 
yeah, I mean, we had the credibility, uh, you know, with, with some marquee names, the guys who've been in the NFL for so many years, mm-hmm. guys like Bill Polian and things like that. But we didn't have a, a present, a, a leader like The Rock. I mean, when you have over a, a billion followers almost, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty high. You know, any little thing that he does or touches, man, turns to gold. So um, the fact of what he's done and his career, his brand, um, and understanding kind of little background of him being that 54th guy that didn't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt the passion from him and Miss Danny Garcia. And then, of course, you need capital, right? You know, uh, capital, uh, Redbird Capital, uh, you got to have money to start. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, you you check off the boxes as far as Miss Danny Garcia, her connections with all the television and and things like that. Then you got a leader like The Rock who has so many followers, any little thing that he says makes a million dollars a day almost. <laughs> he could promote anything. And, you know, you have a group like Redbird Capital who kind of, and they understand that, you know, going into this thing, you're probably going to lose some money in the first two years. But looking, you know, to the big picture is being able to have longevity. And I just look back at uh, XFL 2.0. It was a great product. Uh, due to COVID is the reason why it didn't pass as long. And so for us, it's try to just to learn the mistakes from, from 2.0 uh, and, and hopefully uh, knock on wood, you know, uh, this COVID thing is kind of behind us a little bit that we can, you know, go throughout a whole season with no problems and, and, and see what happens the following year. But there's no question that I'm, that I think, uh, football, professional football in San Antonio is here to last because I saw firsthand um, the, the fan support, you know, yeah. and I think that that goes a long way. Now, I can't speak for other cities. Right. I know uh, St. Louis is very passionate. They got a huge fan base, but I can't speak amongst other cities uh, and how they support their team. But, uh, you know, I know firsthand, I saw it with my own eyes, uh, how the city of San Antonio supported their football team. And, and I wanted to be a part of that. So this will be your first um, stint as a head coach anywhere. You've done some coaching, but this will be your first stint as a head coach. Who in your past, uh, you know, you've played this game all of your life, inspires you to be like them as a coach, as you lead your men? Uh, of course, you know, Coach Coward gave me my opportunity, Hall of Fame coach and you know, I'm not going to be spitting on guys like he spit on <laughs> when I get, uh, you know, when I'm intense out there. But uh, you know what? I- I've been blessed to play with two great coaches, Mike Tomlin, soon to be. He'll be Hall of Famer coach, too, as well. Uh, I mean, they were, one thing that stood out, man, they were just great leader of men. You know, they held everybody accountable. Um, they established that that family culture within the building. And it made everybody feel good to, to be a part of it. And, and, and those are the things that I try to take um, the head coaching traits of being a great leader, man. And, you know, when you get people that, that enjoy coming to work, that enjoys like putting in the grind with you um, and not, you know, grinding them to the nub to where they don't see their families and things like that. I think you can have balance. I think you can, you can coach at the highest level and still have a family life and still, uh, execute and, and win ball games, and, and the way the coach Cower and coach Tomlin, the way they treated the players, man, they were just very player friendly 
as far as understanding to take care of our bodies because in Pittsburgh it was championship or nothing. We weren't we weren't happy just to make the playoffs or have a winning record. You know, our whole mindset was we're going to win a championship uh, um, every season that we we went to training camp, and, and that's just the same mentality I have now. I'm in it to have that same, and I I would assume that all every team goes into you know training camp saying that they want to win a championship, but you know, if you don't have that mindset, I'm a firm believer, man, is, you know, putting it in and in, to existence, speaking it, uh, then good things will happen. So uh, having our players understand that from day one, um, you know, for me, it's it's all about winning this championship and, and bringing a championship. How great would that be if we won the championship of San Antonio? I mean, I mean, it's going to happen. So it's like every morning I wake (laughs) up and like, that's, that's like my passion. Like I, I I would just love to, to bring a a professional uh, championship uh, to the city of San Antonio. That would just be awesome. So uh, that's just a mindset that I have. I, 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 each and every day I wake up, I'm telling you, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I can just picture it in my head, you know, you know how people have their vision board, mm-hmm. but that's my vision board each and every day is to win this championship and, and do all that I can to, to make that happen. And now with the draft around the corner next week in Las Vegas, man, our coaches, everyone, we've just been working hard, just grinding, trying to find the players. And a lot of it's going to be determined, you know, um, where we pick, um, who we pick, um, but at the same time, I, I think with the coaching staff and, and the hard work that we put into it, uh, doing the valuation on players, you know, part of that's key. You got to have players. I don't care. You see uh, Coach Belichick and all these guys, if you don't have a guy, now I'm not saying we're going to have a Tom Brady in our league, of course, but uh, at the end of the day, it's still you never come- know. Yeah. Well, the way that come, the way that guy plays, maybe play. he will come play in San Antonio right, during right, the offseason. Right, right. hey, no thing for I, him. I wouldn't would put it past uh, Tom, man. He just loves the game. <laughs> he doesn't want to let go at all. So, hey, more power to him if he can play. Play to the wheels fall off. That's sure. what they used to tell us. But you know, I, I think part of this though is finding some great players that that that's the right fit for our team and the right fit for our city. Of course, you know, I'm always in the back of my mind trying to keep – I want some hometown guys to be a part of our roster because I think that's very important um, because from the executive side, I understood having a connection, being familiar with players, kind of that's the starting line mm-hmm. of things. When fans come, they can at least have some type of connection with somebody that they know. Uh, he's a San Antonio kid or he played at UTSA or he played right up the street that's close, but he was – I remember him back in the day when they played in the playoff game and, and things like that. I, I think that's just always going to stay in the back of my mind. So I've kind of highlighted some guys on our on our uh, draft board that, that actually has a hometown feel. So if we get the opportunity, we look at a player and they're similar as far as talent-wise, then, of course, I want to go with the hometown kid because I, I, I think every city should probably have that hometown feel. Uh, and, and bring a kid home to play in front of his family and friends. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll definitely help out with the, you know, the excitement of the fan base and having that connection there. You know, uh, we, we as fans, you know, we, we're, we're familiar with you, Coach, as far as, as a player and that mindset that you're bringing here. We've seen that, you know, we're excited about the, the, 
coaching staff you've put together. We've heard about Joey Porter joining you, joining you. Um, so we know you're, you're putting that leadership that you're talking about in place and preparing for the draft. It's coming up uh, November 16th and 17th, I believe. So yep. uh, right around the corner. Um, so as an organization, as a group that, that you've put together here, what, what, what is your mindset as far as preparing uh, this team? What, what, what can the city of San Antonio expect? Are you, are you expecting to play a very physical brand of football or are you going to kind of adjust according to what the talent that you get? What, what's, your, what's your mindset going into that draft? I think a little bit of both. You know, of course, I want to be a physical team. You know, I, I think it's it's football, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I never really saw teams that are very finesse win a lot of games. You know, it always comes down to uh, to being uh, a dominant physical football team. But I think a little bit of both. I really can't say uh, the character of our team. I think speaks highly for me because I know that's big in in San Antonio. I really want to draft guys that are going to be leaders in our community. Um, you know, I want to have that connection um, because I think if you get the character right in these guys and everything else falls into place because they're going to do the right thing. They're going to work their butt off. They're going to, if they see something wrong or they feel like something in their game, they're going to work their tail off to go out and try to fix it. So for me, that's probably one of the, the hardest thing now is trying to get backgrounds on these guys understand these guys going into the draft because you know we don't have like the combines to have uh, you know to bring right. these guys mm -hmm. to one facility like we, we're doing our research calling high school coaches while they transfer to really try to do our due diligence as finding trying to get all the information we can about guys because i do want some high character guys i do want um, guys that can can play the game of football and do it the right way and also be leaders on and off the field. So um, that's something that that's that that's very dear to me. That's how I was as a player. That's how we had a lot of guys on our team that were just stand up guys. We held each other accountable. We were great leaders in the community. We understood what we meant to our city. Um, those are the type of players that I'm looking for. So at the end of the day, I don't need to have the fastest guy in the world. I think that helps a little bit. But uh, for me, I'm just looking for great football players, guys who love the game, the guys that are the first in the building and the last to leave. That's that's all they do. They just want to commit themselves for, in my mind, 12 games, uh, a 12 game season, because I'm, I, I want them to think we're going to playoffs. We're going to be in the championship game. So a 12 game season, just, just, just totally just be singly focused just on that when they come uh, to training camp. And, and that's just the mindset that, that we have going into this draft is finding good football players. Well, great. So coach, uh, we're kind of getting to the end of the interview. So I want to do some uh, quick fire questions. Uh -oh, so, uh -oh, I'm ready. ready. Take a deep breath. Oh, in the I'm a little okay, nervous. Here we go. What's um, your favorite football movie? Wow. Uh, I like Rudy. I don't know why. It's like Rudy comes on and it's like you've seen it so many times, but you just find yourself kind of like just engaged with Rudy. And I mean, it's right. just truly the. You got to love Rudy. You got to love Rudy, right? So every time I see it, it doesn't matter. It might be at the very end. I'll watch it. I'll catch it at the end and watch it to the end. Um, you know, it's kind of like the Christmas story, right? You know how they do reruns over and okay. over. Yeah, I can watch Rudy all day long and find something about it just to, it's very, 
an inspirational movie for me. And I think uh, every time it comes on television, I, I find myself glued to the television watching it. Okay. Second question. Um, what's your top two songs in your playlist? Man, uh, I don't know if I have a top two, but I do have Phil Collins into the night. I mean, okay. as, as a player, you know, I, some guys can, I, you know, it's, I listen to rap. I listen, you know, it's just too much sometimes for cussing. I don't need cussing. So when I get dialed in and get ready to play, uh, you know, people think I'm listening to some crazy stuff. But when the drums hit and that Phil Collins, when it come in, oh, I lose my mind. When it, I, I totally transform into the Incredible Hulk when the drums come in on, on that song, man. And it's something that just stayed with me. Uh, throughout my playing days and even here like you'll see me riding the bus and I'm listening to Phil Collins going to the stadium and I don't see no difference when when we're coming down to San Antonio yeah if you want to know what I'm listening to you see me getting off the bus I can guarantee you it's Phil Collins until now. <laughs> okay now what was your nickname growing up uh, my nickname I had a couple um, you know I was Mickey Mouse because I smiled Mickey Mouse well because I grew up a Mickey Mouse fan, right? Okay. And I smile all the time and I never wore a mouthpiece. If you watch, if you Google, look at any pictures of me during my playing days, I don't have a damn mouthpiece in my mouth, right? <laughs> uh, one, I, I, you know, they say, hey, you need to have a mouthpiece because it helps you with concussions, but I couldn't breathe with a mouthpiece. So for me, uh, you'll see me in a lot of pictures probably smiling. People are like, damn, you don't even have a mouthpiece in. <laughs> so uh, I'm always smiling, playing this 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 tough, rough game of football. And and to be honest with you, I've never played with a mouthpiece. Uh, you would think how crazy that is. But in the NFL and during my professional time, I never played with a mouthpiece. Wow, okay. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with my, the sign behind me, the Brown Mamas. So I we're definitely here to support you. Oh, I appreciate that. That was the first thing when I saw it just popped out to me. Now is that tell me a little bit about the Brahma Mama. Is that like a club full of like females that love football or just it's all of the above. You, it's all, all of the above. above. And it, it ties in with the podcast because I do a segment called Mom to Mom. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I interview the players' moms, and that's how the fans get to know the players. They make that connection. Gotcha. And then that's gone from mom to mom to wife to wife. So I've interviewed wives of players, wives of coaches. So just to put a little bug in your ear, if you want to ask your uh -huh. wife, I would love to have her um, uh -huh. on the segment from wife to wife. So we could talk about what oh, it is to man. be married to a coach. You know what? Let me put some thought into that. One, <laughs> that, that, that can go both ways. <laughs> you know, that could be a good thing. And then also <laughs> some things that I don't like. <laughs> guilty pleasure, pleasures I don't want out there. So uh, okay. let, me, let me let me think about that. OK, and so, then we are going to be the first XFL female fan club. And so boom. we're probably going to have T-shirts. We're going to have a dance contest. We're uh, going to awesome. have a punch. Um, <laughs> we're going to have, you name it. And we're just the females, fans behind the, the Brahmas, Brahmas. You know, and that's that's what's so awesome, you know, to have like a female fan club that just supports the football team. Um, I, I, I told you when I when I saw the sign, that was the first thing that, that, that stood out to me when I walked into the restaurant. And then when they said they had a podcast, I just wanted to do 
really just to show my love and appreciation for you guys just coming out showing your support so Excellent. if i can do anything to try to help you guys with your with your podcast i wanted to do it and, and, and really, it's a two-way street we want to be there to help you anything right. you want us to promote well we're your team we're the glue yeah. from the fans well, to the team and, and i think that's key right you know it's what i'm trying to establish like listen i, I know at the end of the day you everybody wants to win everybody wants to be in it but you know also i i think starting that connection with the city i i, I want to be as transparent as possible with the media you know i know they're going to have some questions um some days you're not going to want to answer but i understand it you know i understand that you know it comes with the territory and, and anything that i could do to help the city of san antonio off the field um you know uh, that, that's the next thing too. You know, we're looking at some community service works that that my wife and I can come down to San Antonio, be a part of, show out, have our presence, and let them know that that the Brahmers are here, uh, and we want to do all that we can to put our hand in the pile to help a great city of San Antonio. So um, I can tell you that that's what I'm passionate about as a person. Um, you know, my wife and I, we we were very prominent in Pittsburgh in the community during Thanksgiving and Christmas time. So uh, giving back to those who are less fortunate has always uh, been uh, meant a great deal to me. And, you know, I always walked away and felt special about being able to, to provide a smile and put a smile on someone's face when they're going through trying times. So, you know, just that little five minute that I can take away and talk to them and you know, I always get the questions about dancing with the stars that, you know, for even that brief moment, uh, you know, when they're going through some some trying times that I can bring a smile to his face. Uh, I'm very blessed that, that, you know, that I can provide that, that uh, for our fans and for the people uh, that we're trying to do great work for. So uh, I just want to thank you guys for your support. Uh, look forward to you guys uh, cheering loudly uh is you know for our home games and like i said i mean if anything that i can do to try to help um i'm there so just there, let me know there might be people that call him mickey mouse but we're gonna call him coach ward uh, <laughs> yeah hi Ward. Yeah. we've enjoyed spending some time with you we can't we're so excited for february we can't even sit straight we're excited for tomorrow to buy our tickets we're getting our tickets uh <laughs> And we're all, certainly excited to sit down in the Alamo Dome and enjoy I, professional football in San Antonio again. Can I ask you guys a question, though? Can okay, sure. How do you feel about our uniforms, like our logo? Okay. And be honest, like I, so I, I really want to know. Like you haven't just... you haven't heard this yet, but we recorded a segment just before this, leading into okay. this, and we were uh -huh. talking about the logo and the uniforms. What we okay. would love to see, we talked about this and decided. So take okay. this back to the XFL for us. <laughs> uh, a redesign on the helmet, the B on the the uh, skull on the the lightning skull, and then yeah, that, and then the horns. Horns or the yeah the lightning horns coming back like a uh, uh, the Vikings or like the Eagles coming right off of that. If you'll do that for us, man, <laughs> I think that would look amazing. I think that's the way we go. So you're saying have the B and have the horns going back? Yes, right. Sort of like the Rams, how they have it on each side. Yeah. So you yeah. have the horns going back and then the B right here. I, I like, like it. it. I like it. I like it. Simple I can levels. tell you, I, I can tell you that's not it. That's but not it. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, the uniforms are already out, but yeah. 
I can't give any hints because I I don't want to sure sure because I'm I, I'm not a snitch. So uh, and he listens but, to this podcast, so you uh, know you uh, don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure anybody who's letting the cat out the bag, you you will uh, <laughs> you will get noticed. Trust me, but uh, I, I like your vision though. I, I like I, I like what you guys are uh, or have put together. Uh, I can tell you that it's not that, but it's it's. It's not that. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's not something, that. Something, something not like what we've seen before, though. Something. Uh, yes, it is, it is. It is. Yes. I've never seen this. Our helmets. No, this would be the first time ever. And that's okay. what I like about it. They're unique. Can't wait to see them. I'm excited. The, the logo itself is definitely unique um, in the sense you asked what we thought about it and the colors, you know, starting to really grow on, on me. I know. And other people have talked to, um, and, well, and the, well, well people ahead. say it's, it's black and gold, but that, that's just the picture. It's really still gray. Yeah. And gray. Yeah. Steel so gray. That's the color. I yeah. like that color. It, it's yeah. still gray. Cause I, cause I was like, Oh, you know, Hey, cause when I saw the, the uniform I'm like oh that looks cool it's kind of like i'm i got plenty of black and gold in my closet so right it yeah it up with me and then he's like no this is not black it's, it's still gray so it, it's kind of you'll see it you, you'll see it all come together but i just thought man to be unique you know and i understand like all the other teams you know like the houston roughnecks they've already they're like already been there done that they right. already have like the same logos and stuff like that but for us we're like the new kids on the block so it's like you know when you always get that new kid that moves into the neighborhood you kind of look at them like what is it going to be like you get people hating on them sometimes and then you get some other people like man he's pretty cool so i kind of like being that new kid on the block and just coming out and just whooping everybody's tail out on the football field so and, you know and look good doing it right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know it's got a, it's got like a badass uh symbol about it right uh -huh. yeah so, uh, but uh no i just you know i i love um i thought it just it meant with the history of the brahma uh the state of texas um and, and i just thought man it couldn't be more fitting for san antonio to have its own unique brand unlike any other um logo that's in the pros or i think something probably houston texas probably have their logos like a uh i don't even is that a bull or yeah it's a yeah. bull yeah it's oh, a bull God. in the shape of texas but it doesn't really do either of those things right so <laughs> well for us i just think you know having the lightning and, and then the the b and in San Antonio, I, I just thought uh, it was just it was it was a good fit. So I was excited to don the colors, and I can't wait for you guys to see the uniform. But I can tell you, it's not what you it's said. Not <laughs> it's not it. I was so excited. I thought well, I had I it figured out. I like the yellow because it goes with the yellow rose of Texas. So we're yeah, definitely you know, go. mamas are going to have yellow roses of Texas. I so see, I'm, learning, I'm learning more hi historical things. So yeah. yellow is a prominent color. And, and, yeah. and, and, yes, it's the state of yellow rose of Texas. So wow, I like it now. So well, I can I can say well, let you guys look. I know the terrible towel has its own thing, and I don't want to shy away because yellow does it has a special place, of course, with the terrible towel. But 
I don't want to bring that to it. You know, I, I do want to have something. So uh, next time I see you guys, please give me some suggestions so we can have something. We'll work on it. We will, yeah. We had suggested like red, like the bull, you know, that means charge. So I I do remember that charge. I like that. But I don't I don't want to make sure that the home team or the visitor team is wearing red. red. Then they're gonna be looking at us like, oh y'all cheering for us. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Well coach in progress. Coach, we understand you've got a go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, listen, you, I'm all open for ideas, so I want this to be a collaboration, but I want it to, to have meaning behind it. So if you guys can give me some suggestions, then I'm all for it. So. How we'll about work hand on gestures? It. Four, ward? Four, oh. ward? Yeah. So yeah. do you like the horns up or the horns? We've heard horns forward. 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 With yes. a four word. Is that, yeah. is that a thing? That, that, that is a thing, horns forward. Okay. We love it. That's that's something I think that that's gonna. That's really what a Brahma is, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. and if we win the first four championships in the XFL, it'll mean so much more. <laughs> it'll mean yeah. so. <laughs> so let's work on that. Yeah. Going uh, forward, I like, uh, I like love it. it. No, pressure, no pressure, but I like. It. No, yeah, no pressure. Uh, but I like the mindset. Though. Sure. So I, I, I love it. But uh, like I said, man, I appreciate you guys for Absolutely. having me. And then, um, and like I said, any anything that I can do to help you guys out and and come up so, with some creative ideas. So next time I see you guys, man, you I'm, I'm going to to make it a collaboration with our fan base and our team. Yep. So I'm all for that. So he's Heinz Ward, and he's the new head coach of the San Antonio Brahmas, and he's going to be hanging out here in San Antonio and winning four championships. You heard it here first. Um, so we're going to win the first four championships in the I XFL like with Coach. Heinz Ward, thanks, Coach, for hanging out with uh, us. We appreciate so your time. All right. No Thank problem. You, Anytime, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. Thank you. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philip Higginbotham, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods. We are no longer joined, unfortunately, by head coach Heinz Ward, but we got way more time with him than we thought we were going to get. Way more time. We it thought we were going to get 10 or 15 minutes. He ended up spending about uh, nearly 40 minutes with us, which is awesome. That's and great. uh heard a lot of great stuff. Um, first and foremost, I thought it was very interesting that when he talks, um, he does not weave in a lot of coach speak. He speaks like a player. Like this is a guy you hear about players coaches all the time. Well, this is a player. I, I mean, I'm not sure he even uh, used any of those coach phrases that you hear all the time. He communicated yeah. what he wanted to do, but it wasn't coach speak. And I love that. Yeah, uh, well, he seemed uh, very down to earth. Um, I probably don't know what the difference between a coach and a player talk would be. Um, I do some points that really resonated with me was that he was definitely looking into local talent, which I really appreciate. He mentioned looking at UTSA or some of the different universities within San Antonio or even just down the road, as he stated. I also um, connected with him when he said he wanted to be part of the community. So I think those were, to me, those are some points that really stood out. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great things. Um, I, I think he's a great fit for San Antonio as a coach, uh, player uh, first. Um, I agree with you hundred percent there, Philip. I think it's going to be good for his relationship with his players 
going to be able to kind of create that bond with the players. Now, if you're going to be that guy to lead and that, that, you know, those guys are going to go to battle for, that's kind of that next coaching step where you kind of take that instruction and you're, you're more a leader and a teacher uh, than, you know, a teammate. Um, that's what remains to be seen. But I really do just from his background, his mindset, I love that he kind of made the comparison right away when he visited San Antonio of uh, his days in Pittsburgh and the parallels there. And I, I really, I'm excited about what we're going to see from him and, and with the Brahmas. I never honestly drew that uh, comparison of yeah. San Antonio and Pittsburgh, but you're talking about two towns that are large cities, but have a small town feel. Uh, yep. Working class folks make up Roll the up town. The uh, it, it, when he made that comparison, I was like, how have I missed that? Because you're right. Pittsburgh and San Antonio are very, um, they're communities that echo a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're communities that are very passionate about their teams, you know, their, their teams, their home, their, their community, what they have they're they're very passionate and, you know, uh, support them. They support each other. So, uh, there's some very strong parallels. I think that I, I had never thought about absolutely right. Um, I thought it was interesting as he was talking about his time with coach Cower and coach Tomlin, I began to think about the fact that not only has this guy won two Super Bowls, he's a Super Bowl MVP, but the number of times, and I didn't go back and check this, that his team didn't make the playoffs as a player could probably fit on one hand. Um, if that, uh, there, there's not a lot of times that the Pittsburgh Steelers when Heinz Ward was there weren't a playoff team and they are a two-time champion team with him. He has a championship legacy in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Like this yeah. is a coach that uh, this is a guy who in his football career does not deal with losses very well. Like you have coaches come in sometimes no. that, you know, Bill, uh, not Bill Cower, Bill Belichick, when he comes to the Patriots, he was a loser in Cleveland. Like he was a loser head coach in Cleveland and came to the Patriots and made them a winning program. This is a coach that does not have, uh, you know, losing in his vocabulary very well. He's not going to take loss well. And I love that for a coach. Mm-hmm. He said yeah. that was like his, what, um, his board, like his goal board that to win a championship, that's what he wants to do. Well, four, uh, uh, we're going to win four. Four. That's, that's how right, horns four. forward makes sense. What do you think of the four word? <laughs> four word? No, I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's where it came from. There was some, some kind of talk of that. It's four, and then coach's last name being Ward for the four word. So it's it's four Ward, but as well as four word for the horn. So that's kind of the parallel there. Uh, that I mean, that stemmed out of because we started with the horns up. Um, which we've had in the past, you know, for the gunslingers with the guns up and the commanders with the swords up. So just naturally, we started with the horns up. And I think on social media, uh, Coach Ward had seen that and said, hey, uh, horns forward uh, is more fitting because of, he's he's talking about the horns of the bull as well. You know, the Brahma, they point forward, you know, on, on the bull. So yeah, because, sense. because when they're up, they're actually not in a in a. Uh, charging charging position. yeah it's forward is when you need to be worried about the bull right so, but, 
Have I'm you okay noticed the ears and the brahmas? They're like hanging down. I don't like that look. But anyway, that's just my opinion. <laughs> well, <look> goofy. <laughs> uh, I'm bummed that it's not going to be my, uh, it's not going to be the lightning bolt horns on the helmet. Are you kidding me? I this know. Was that was perfect. a good idea. It was so perfect. Bummed. Well, at, at, at least he let you know right away. He didn't leave you, you know, to hang in. He so, did. Yeah. He didn't say maybe that. Maybe that's it. Um, he told me. <laughs> he nope, said, I that's know. not it. Said, I like the idea, but nope, you're wrong. That's not it yet. <laughs> uh, I loved when he was talking about players. We've already talked about a little bit about hometown players and San Antonio players, but he was talking about. I don't need the guy that runs the fastest. Sure, that helps. I need the guys that have the intangibles, and I, I love coaches that recognize that there is so much more to players than how fast they run, how high they jump, uh, how much they bench. All those things are great. But I love coaches and front office personnel that look at all that and say, that's good, but I need to see something else. Um, it was thing, it, It's something I'm a big fan of with uh, Coach Shaw of the San Antonio Gunslingers. He said some of those similar kind of things. And it's not about the guy that runs the fastest. It is it is guys with the right kind of heart. Um, and I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad he noticed the sign at the meet and greet. Yeah, big fan of that sign, actually. Yeah, he's curious about the uh, Brahma Mamas group. And we know that that's going to be a good a big thing like the command hers was and the gunsling hers and mm -hmm. those those groups that, that you organize rc so um i'm sure uh, we're gonna get a lot of uh, interest in that and we're gonna have uh, quite a bit of, of female football fans uh supporting the brahma mamas and making up that group that's gonna be exciting to see yeah the only thing someone mentioned that it had the initials bm so we just can't use bm we have to put sabm you know Ah, okay. Okay. Uh, he was talking about local players. Let's start uh, compiling a list because we know he and The Rock um, are going to be listening to the show. What are some local San Antonio players that we would love to see in Brahma's uniforms? I've got two on my list already. I want to see Sincere McCormick. I want to see Hunter Dublessis. Those are two UTSA guys um, that, that were part of changing the culture here in uh, Roadrunner football last year, they have not caught on in the NFL for whatever reason. I know Sincere right. ended up injured, um, but yeah, Sincere McCormick and Hunter Duplessis, I want those guys uh, to be Brahmas. Like, I, I've already decided. Hey, I mean, those guys would be great. Uh, I'm surprised you're not talking about Frank Harris as well. That's my, my bet was going with Frank <laughs> Harris. I'm still hoping Frank Harris winds up in the NFL somewhere. Like, I, I I want that for him. I don't know. I think a lot of NFL scouts are going to look at Frank Harris and go, he's not a an NFL talent. I don't think that's correct. But True. I think NFL scouts are going to look at him and say that. Yeah, they might. Which yeah, means that the XFL would be a perfect place for him to come perfect. in right. uh, and create that sort of mentality of, I can play on this level too. Mm-hmm. So and it could be used as a stepping stone. You know what I mean? They see his talent in the XFL, then he gets called up. There won't be right. a player in the XFL who desires to play in the XFL for their career. Um, no. You, 
You've got to have the heart and drive that says, I'm good enough to be in the next level. I am just here so that people see that. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, that that's the point of the spring football and the league is is kind of to get players some time out there to develop some some film to look at so that NFL scouts can can see something and bring them in and give them that shot. You know, that's that's the whole thing. Um, and the whole thing that the 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 rock is really after um, you know, the number 54, which Heinz Ward mentioned uh, about uh, there's a video out there, a promotional video where the rock goes into depth on that. And that's really what it's all about. Those guys that were not just not quite good enough to make the NFL roster, but they have the talent in them. They have the ability there. They just need an opportunity to kind of to just develop, get over that hump or just show what they have. So moving forward from this point, we've got uh, season tickets going on sale for folks that registered, folks that paid their deposit. That happens mm-hmm. today um, yeah, as today, you're listening to this. 10 a.m. Yeah. So go do that. Central time. Go find your seats. Um, and Does anyone know what section you're already picking? I was hoping we could get a, a Brahma Mama's section, but it's kind of too late, I think, to organize that. Yeah, I've got a, I kind of like, I've kind of got an idea where, where I'm going to be shooting for one of the sections on the 30 yard line. Uh, that's just where I've always liked to, to watch a football game from. It's kind of perfect view of, of the end zone, of one end zone, and you're not too far away from the other end zone. I always thought that right in the center of the field, you're kind of a, a little bit far away from both sides and not the optimal view. So at least exactly. you get the optimal view on one side. Um, and you're not too far away from the other side. And that's just kind of where I've always sat watching my son play throughout his career, you know, in high school and, and college. So um, that's, that's just my spot. So that's where I'm going to shoot for, but uh, you never know. It's, it's going to get in there and, you know, first come first serve. So you got to kind of get in quick and, and, and get those seats. Now, do we know if we're going to have uh, media passes yet? Or is there like, I think with the commanders, didn't you have to write a letter, Philip? Uh, we don't know that yet. We're we're going to request that because um, I always do. And given uh, that we are a high quality podcast, I don't True. see why they would deny those. Um, but uh, we'll see. I'm sure they'll have a media policy. That's something that we're not going to hear about until, um, you know, January at the earliest and maybe even um, closer toward the, the first week of the season. We haven't seen a schedule yet, um, so we don't know what home games look like. I thought it was interesting. Maybe I haven't been paying attention. Coach Ward said a 12-game season. I was expecting a 10-game season. Uh, no, well, that's, that's what I loved, and that's, that's what the point he was making. It's a 10-game season. Uh, the season tickets uh, say it's it's five games that come with the package, five home games, and so it'll be five away. But he's preparing his team, he's going to prepare his team with okay. the goal of they're not playing a ten game season, they're playing a twelve game season to be in the championship. So gotcha. I, and I and I loved that 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 was uh, that was great, good stuff. So tickets go on sale today. Go get those if you registered. If you uh, if you're ready. If not, you got to wait about a week, um, and then you can go on the seventeenth and get your uh, season tickets. And then that will also be the seventeenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. I think is the draft in Vegas. Right, Vegas. Yes. 
And then we can start really getting excited because we're going to hear names that uh, we can do some research on, hopefully some names we know, uh, and we can start, you know, dreaming about what this team's going to look like there in the second half of November. Yeah. He brought up something I thought was interesting. He kind of let slide there in conversation as, as you know, we had a list of questions for the interview that we were going to, uh, to ask a coach ward. And he kind of started answering the, the last question that I had before I got a chance to say it. Um, he did. And so I was kind of trying to, to, to pick a time to kind of get in there and, 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 and make sure that it was voiced so, so he could get all that information in there. But one thing he mentioned while he was kind of talking along those lines was that they don't know their draft position yet. And I right. was wondering if that had been determined or how that's going to be determined. Um, and it sounds like they, they, that they don't know at this point. So that's, that's interesting. I think it, uh, I think it should be determined in the old XFL style of the scrum. Do you remember the scrum, first version yes. of the XFL where they race to the yeah. ball? I think, yeah. I think the head coaches should have to scrum <laughs> for. I like it. I like that. He asked us a question for a change, right? Yeah, yeah, he said, I got a question cool. for y'all. We'll answer your question, coach. Yes. Yes, we will serve on your coaching staff. Leo and I will both <laughs> um, serve on your coaching staff, sir. I should have answered. Do you think I, I even have responded. a chance to do the wife-to-wife -wife with his wife? I mean, I he know, said he'd think about it. <laughs> I don't know what that means. There. He, he took that well being put on the spot like that. But yeah, he started thinking how this might not be a good idea. <laughs> to, to be fair, you say put him on the spot. We sent an email, his direction before with all this yes, stuff. Yes. And that was mentioned that she did it that and that she would be asking or she could be asking about that. So yes. he knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> so outside of the draft, uh, the next thing that is on our schedule as San Antonio Brahma's fans would be on December 10th. The party. The party. The fan fest. Fan fest, yes. Happening December 10th, a big kind of uh, hoopla event for all fans to kind of get to know each other and kick this whole thing off that's being uh, coordinated and organized by uh, the, the guys that are running the fan group and a couple of others. So they're really excited about that and really hoping that we get a big turnout and kind of get it started kind of like what we did with the commanders. I think there was, there was some tailgating, you know, get togethers before the season. I know that there was the one after the, the season. Yeah. So this is kind of thinking from that experience and that kind of got things going and got people's to build those relationships. So I think it's really smart that, that they came up with that idea to kind of follow that model again. And we're already starting off at a much bigger starting point than we did mm -hmm. with the commanders because it was brand new. And so, the, I mean, this could kind of spearhead that movement and be that much bigger for game one of the San Antonio Brahmas. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I think people ought to be excited about that, make their best effort to be there, tell others uh, about it to be there so we can kind of uh, meet each other and kind of get in the spirit and get ready for the season. Yeah. My only complaint, um, you know, me, I like to find something to complain about. My yes, only yes. complaint is that it's in December and December is so maddeningly busy already. Um, I think I, my, my wife already has an event on the calendar, but it's not something I need to be at. 
So mm-hmm. I think I can send them over to Houston to go do their event that they have scheduled. And I can drive over to San Antonio and be part of this, but I have not brought that up with her yet. And she does not listen to this podcast. So I'm not worried oh. in the slightest about her hearing about this. Um, I was going to say she knows now, but no, she <laughs> no. doesn't listen to the show. Um, I've, I, you know, that's okay. Uh, Football is not her thing. It never has been. And so she doesn't want to, she hears me talk about football as much as she can handle right now. Um, She doesn't want more of that. And so uh, she doesn't listen to the show, so she doesn't know yet. But my hope is that I can sneak away to San Antonio while they go to Houston um, for an event that day. But man, uh, December is just crazy nuts uh, trying to put something on the calendar. I don't Francesca graduates um, December 18th from UNT master's program. Kuma sum laude, like 4.0. Nice. So XFL. Congratulations to her. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Great, great accomplishment there. I'm sure you're very proud. I am. I'm very proud of her. She's worked hard. We've seen her. It's funny because we've been together now uh, doing shows, doing podcasts. For close to four years, mm-hmm. if you can believe that. Um, yeah. So she was like an underclassman in college yep. when we first met you. And to see her um, have matriculated all the way through uh, to get her master's degree, hopefully find her uh, place of employment in sports, which was kind of what led you down this road, uh, was something She's that you the could, reason why I'm here. Um, it's been exciting to watch that happen. And... Part of me just can't believe that we've been friends and podcast family for that long. Um, I call you my podcast brother. So from the yes. commanders through to the gunslingers. And Hey, we've talked a lot about the Brahmas and we're going to talk a lot about the Brahmas, but that in no way means that we're, we're moving away from the gunslingers. Oh no, man. we are super excited about some of the news that's come out there. Guns uh, up, baby. Guns yes. up. Uh, Jonathan Bain. The best quarterback in the league last year is now a gunslinger. Um, or the second awesome. best. You, you could argue first best or second best, but whichever way you argue, we got him on the team. How is <laughs> so? Look, this is we're gonna we're gonna devolve for a second into yeah. NAL talk. Jonathan Bain was the best quarterback in the league. Robert Kent Jr. was one A, but somehow, some way, Sam Castronova was the first team all NAL selection yeah what is that what is that like he was look i'm not taking anything away from sam castronova he played a fairly decent season he won a championship i get all of that but he wasn't better than those other two quarterbacks Mm -mm. he just wasn't he sent someone a basket with a couple dozen tamales in it that's i mean I mean, he must have. <laughs> uh, Kali Rashad coming back. Philip Barnett Yay. coming back. Um, yeah. Juice. Robinson. Juice. Robinson. Uh, Alexander coming back. Big one. Well, he's uh, going to be in the XFL draft as well. Yeah, so. he may not be coming back uh, because we may be watching him play on we, uh, XFL fields. We wish him the best of luck either way, but uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think Cody's going to the draft. Is he? Yeah. Cody Brooks. Yep. Cody Brooks. I know and he was working that direction. Gilbert from the commander. Yeah. He's, I think, on the XFL or going to the draft also. 
I think you're going to see a lot of names that we saw back in the commander's days wind up in the XFL. I think you need to look for Kenneth Farrow. I think you need to look for um, what are some of those other guys that, I mean, Greg Ward has an NFL job now, so not him. Um, Devontae Bosby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Bosby. Yeah. He was a Bronco for a while. He was a Bronco for a couple of years. Yeah. Suffered an injury that kind of, uh, put him behind and then he wasn't, he wasn't able to kind of get any traction after that. And he ended up somewhere else after that. I forget where somewhere in the Northeast, but, but yeah, I think he's a name that's going to be up there. Yep. It, uh, I'm excited about the XFL about football. I'm excited about the gunslingers and we're right in the middle of the NFL season and my Cowboys aren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. Woo. They've been looking good. They beat the bears. Um, I think they look really good. There's talk. There's a lot of talk right now about them adding OBJ. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't want him. I'm not a big fan of Odell Beckham, but I recognize that we need another receiver receivers. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know how to feel about that. Um, he won a championship last year. It's hard for me to say, um, that he's not worth whatever they would pay him. The only problem I see right now is this is his second knee injury and he wants a multi-year deal. And that would be real hard for me to, as a general manager, sign him to a multi-year deal when he's injured. I did see somebody today, some genius, some guy that belongs as a GM in the, in the league say, forget Odell Beckham jr. We don't need him. We need to go back and re-sign Des Bryant. And I'm like, man, how are you not? How are you not a, a GM in this league, man? <laughs> no clue, no idea. Right? Um, I'm Kelsey's sorry. Still available. I I give you a hard time. I've always given you a hard time about um, your Broncos lately. I I really yeah. do apologize. I expected to see more. I expected them to be a lot better than they are this season. I- I don't I mean, they're, they're not jelling. I think I think everybody expected to, to see more at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it starts from the top down. I, I, I'm not one to point the finger solely at Russell Wilson, even though it's it's easy to do that because of the big contract they gave him at the beginning of the season when they didn't have to mind you. And that's the complaint that I the biggest complaint that I have is, uh, you know, they, they made that huge commitment. Uh, I mean, and I'm not even talking about the, the giving up the draft picks, but then in that, that they signed him to a long-term when they had him under two on a two year left on his contract, there was no reason to extend him yet. And they went and did that. So at the time I'm thinking, wow, they must be seeing something really, you know, really impressive right. to do that in, in training camp. And obviously they weren't or they wore, but it was with the pads off and, you know, it, and, and, and that's, that brings me to that, my point about the leadership and, and Hackett and the rookie, you know, being the rookie head coach, um, not playing any of the starters in the preseason. The right. team was obviously not prepared for the season to start when it did. And, um, you know, that's indicative of uh, a soft training camp. And, and yeah, maybe they saw some greatness, but there was, there was not, you know, nothing physical going on there. And, and, and really putting them in the fire and, and seeing what they saw. So, you know, now they're committed. They got, they got to do what they can with what they got. 
Um, I like the Bradley Chubb deal. It's, it's, it sucks to see great players go, but when you know that they're not in the long-term plans because you've got other young guys that play the same type of role and, and are doing really well and you can get, you can pay them a lot cheaper on rookie contracts. He was going to walk anyways in free agency. So to get right. a first round draft pick in exchange for him, when you know, you're going to lose him at the end of the season. I mean, that was a good move. That's what you have to do. Sometimes yeah. I, I have learned this season that I have to give Pete Carroll, uh, Carroll a lot more credit than I ever did before because uh. Geno Smith looks yeah. more like Russell Wilson than Russell Wilson looks now. You're, you're not wrong. And, yeah. and that tells me that there is something they do system-wise there that makes pedestrian quarterbacks because that's what Geno Smith was, and that is what Russell Wilson is showing to be outside of that system. They, mm-hmm. t- they do something to make pedestrian quarterbacks look a lot better than they are. Because Geno not, Smith is, is not as good a quarterback as he looks like right now. I'm not ready to say Russell Wilson is a is a pedestrian quarterback. I will say that he's not a good fit for the system they're trying to force on him. True. Um, and we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, like I said, it's not gelling. They're they're just not in yeah. sync. But I, point taken with the with the Geno Smith point, and and you're absolutely right. And credit credit to Carol and credit to Geno Smith for stepping up and, and playing the way he has. He's got Seattle. I mean, I think they're first in the division, right? Yes, I believe so. Although that division is kind of weird um, with uh, God, San, San Francisco picking yeah. up picking up uh, Christian McCaffrey. Like, I wouldn't have done it. But when you're right on the edge anyway of, like, are we a contending team or are we not – if they're shopping that guy, why not uh, give it a try? Sell out a little bit for this season because they are. They're right there on that cusp of like, are they a contender? Are they not? Go get Christian McCaffrey if they you can. They gave up a lot for him, though. Yeah, they did. Um, well, and that's what's killing me with your Broncos is how much they yeah. invested in Russell Wilson. I, I'm afraid that's going to hurt them. I am shocked. Um I am legitimately shocked at how much the exit of Andrew Luck has completely destroyed the Indianapolis Colts franchise. Like they weren't ready for him to go yet. It wasn't time for him to retire yet. And him leaving them at the time he did has just spelled disaster. I don't think Frank Wright is that bad of a coach. Um, I don't, I don't think their front office is as bad as they've looked. I just think they were completely caught with their pants down when Andrew Luck, their franchise quarterback said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done playing. And they have no idea how to move forward from that. Um, and I'm afraid that this Russell Wilson deal could spell the same sort of, uh, a problem for the Broncos because they, they felt like they had everything else kind of lined up. And what they needed was somebody solid at that quarterback position. So they sold out to get that, and they didn't get that. They got they got Russell Wilson. Well, on that note, I'm going to have to say goodbye, y'all. All right. It, it was good to talk to Heinz Ward. We're excited about the, Bra- yeah. the Brahma season. We'll get on soon and talk more about the Gunslinger season coming up because we've got schedules and we've got players getting signed. Uh, but until then... When it comes to football in San Antonio, 
Uh, the 210 has got something to say with two barrels now. Bang, bang.